Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, you are awesome. You are a great God, truly a God of uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. God, we come before you right now asking you to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings. God, we ask you to meet us in this space. God, you, you've met us in this space time and time again, God, and we ask you to meet us here today. God, we need a word from you. We need you to speak directly to our minds, directly to our hearts, directly to our situations, God, and just speak, God, how you want to speak, Lord. Just have your way, God. We never know what we need to hear. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we're careful to give your name all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, y'all, as we uh, jump in today, I'm excited about what God is uh, saying. Our scripture today uh, is found in uh, Acts, the 19th chapter, uh, verse, uh, verses 11 through 20. Acts 19, uh, verses 11 uh, through um, 20, uh, and it reads as uh, uh, follows. Uh, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual uh, miracles uh, when handkerchiefs or aprons uh, that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people. Uh, they were healed of their diseases and e- evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches to come out. Uh, seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. The story of what happened spread quickly across Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at the public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful uh, effect. And I would just like to use as a subject uh, for today uh, imposters. Everybody just go ahead and type that in. Imposters, 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 uh, imposters. Uh, when we think about an imposter, it's a person uh, who pretends to be something else. There's nothing uh, deep about that. We can probably identify an imposter. Uh, what's worse about an imposter is they're usually uh, pretending to be someone else uh, in order to uh, deceive others, especially uh, for fraudulent uh, gain, we have to we have to watch out for imposters. Somebody said, "In we got to watch out uh, for those uh, imposters." There's always individuals that are trying to uh, come up uh, off of you. Uh, there are always individuals uh, that are acting as imposters so they can get something. Uh, but not only do we have to deal with imposters, there's a, lear- a word that I like or a phrase. Uh, that is popular today in in pop culture, and it's called posers. Are y'all familiar with that term? You got to watch out for posers. You see, uh, posers are similar to uh, imposters uh, because they're not being them true selves, uh, but posers are those individuals uh, that are trying to fit in uh, instead of stand out. You've seen posers before. Uh, They spend a lot of money to look 
a certain way. They they post a lot of stuff on Instagram. They post a lot of stuff on on Facebook and the list goes on and on because they want to give you a perception of what their life is. There is a Netflix special on an individual that was a poser to the point that she ended up doing some prison time because in her posing, she ultimately ended up doing a lot of fraud and ultimately she ended up losing her freedom. And the reason I want to talk to you today, because God gave me uh, this word to say that as we get closer to this 40 days, as we get closer to this mountain, and remember I said, uh, Lord willing, at the end of this 40 days, uh, so many of you will uh, leave this fast and this prayer season, this Lent season, and go do a greater work. You'll leave with a, a fuller and deeper understanding of your call. But God is saying that I have to deal with the fact that some of you, some of us, have been dealing with uh, with with being imposters, and others have been dealing with being a poser. Yeah, I want to tell you in the house uh, there are so many posers in the house of God where we try to pretend to be who we really not. We try to pretend in order to uh, to fit in instead of instead of standing out. Can I talk to the poser uh, that's in you? I know I get it. You had to pose sometime just to survive, but God is saying for for the assignment that's on your life, you got to stop posing. And I want to get a strong uh, uh, warning to the imposters. Listen, imposters, God is saying we got to stop taking advantage of people. Listen, if you know some imposters out there, tell them that God is not pleased. And that's what our text is going to talk us about. It's going to talk to us and encourage us and challenge us because we see what happens to a group of imposters in the Acts, the 19th chapter, the apostle Paul is uh, going forth and uh, doing um, uh, an amazing uh, work. Uh, he is working in the town of uh, Ephesus. Uh, he's doing great things in this booming city of trade. He's doing uh, a great work in this in this city where a lot of crazy things were happening. We talked about Ephesus and other cities before. I told you the Vegas rules were in effect here. What happened in Ephesus uh, stayed in uh, Ephesus. So it was a place that was a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, satanic worship, a, a lot of uh, uh, different types of faith going on. Just a lot of a lot of things going on. But one thing you can say about a town or a city when you got a lot of different faiths and a lot of different things going on is that the one thing that all the people had in common is that they were looking for an answer to their problem. And I want to remind you that one of the reasons that you can't be an imposter, one of the reasons that you can't be a poser is because people are looking for an answer to the problem. And as long as you are not being the real you, as long as you are not being the authentic you, uh, you cannot be the answer to the problem. I want to talk to somebody this morning that you know that God has called you to be an answer to the problem, and you know that you have been called to stand out. Who am I talking to this morning? Somebody want to talk to me? If I'm talking to just one person, that's good because one person can change a city. Listen, I want to remind you very carefully that God is saying, stop being a poser. <laughs> stop being an imposter. Be the real you because the real you can be the answer to the problem when an entire world is looking for answers. And so as the world is looking for answers as Ephesus is looking for answers. Uh, Paul shows up on the scene. And now when he goes to this scene, he encounters uh, these uh, these individuals in Acts the uh, 19th uh, chapter. The Bible uh, tells us that Paul is being his authentic self. 
Uh, Paul it was a person that knows what it's like uh, to be a, to be a poser, uh, don't we? Paul was once a poser, so Paul ain't come to hate on the posers, but Paul has come to testify. Paul uh, was a, a poser, uh, was a poser. He was an imposter uh, when he was going about persecuting the, the body of Christ. Y'all know that. Remember, before he was saved on that Damascus road, he was an individual that thought uh, that people that were following Jesus were not following God. He was a person that thought that people who were following Jesus deserved to die. Paul was a poser when he stood there and watched Stephen be stoned to death. And so now Paul ain't said, I ain't coming to talk about you. I ain't coming to make you feel bad. I've come to testify because I know what it's like to be to think I'm one thing and to realize I'm something else. And that's really what I'm trying to get at today. There's so many of you that think you're one thing, but God is really trying to tell you that you're something else. Mike check one, two, one, three. It felt good to me. I hope it felt good to you. So Paul is saying, I ain't coming to make you feel bad. But one day God put his hand on me. One day I was in, I encountered the light and I saw my true self. And I pray today that in the spirit that some of you will encounter the light in this moment so that you can see your true self. Is there somebody that does not mind encountering the light like Paul did so you can see your true self. When you see your true self, all of a sudden you'll see your true power. All of a sudden you'll see your true call. That's why you don't know what you're doing because you hadn't been seeing your true self. You've been posing. You've been making everybody think that everything is all right with you. You've been posing. You've been doing stuff. You've been posing. You've been doing, but you have not been, uh, uh, you have not uh, been be, being. You, you, you've been so focused on your doing, you have not been focused on your being. That's an example of a person that is posing. Paul was doing when he was going about arresting Christians, but suddenly God encountered him on that road and he started to focus on his being. And I want to talk to some of y'all have been so busy bodies. You've been doing this, you've been doing that, but you are not focusing on your being. And as long as you are not focusing on your being, you are a poser. I want to talk to you pose because God is saying that we need you to stop doing that because there's something inside of you. So Paul ain't came to make you feel bad. Pastor Walt ain't came to make you feel bad. But I'm just trying to expose you to the light so you can see the true version of who you really are. And so now Paul is exposed to the light. And guess what happens? Is the course of his life changes, right? I want to encourage you that the course of your entire life will change when you focus on your being and being your true self, right? And so now Paul, instead of persecuting Christians, Paul Paul is on assignment telling everybody about the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul is on assignment telling everybody that God is real. Paul is on assignment telling everybody about the truth of the gospel message. And now because he's on assignment, what we see is that God gave him a special uh, a, a anointing. As a matter of fact, the Bible said in Acts the 19th chapter, verse 11, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual uh, uh, miracles, so unusual that when a handkerchief uh, would touch his skin and touch another person, um, that that individual would be healed. Listen, Lord, I'm still praying that you give some of us some, some authority, some ability to, to do some unusual works. Maybe you won't do it like that, God, but all I'm saying is in this season of all this stuff going on, for those of us that are committed uh, to being who you have called us to be, 
for those of us that are committed to not being posers, for those of us that are saying, I want to be exposed to the light so I can be my true self. God, give us a double portion. Is there anybody praying for a double portion? God, anoint us, God, afresh because the assignment before us, need, we need the ability to lay hands. We need the ability to cast out demons. We need the ability to pray when individuals are going through mental health situations. God, we need a little bit of what Paul had so that we can do some of the works that Paul was doing. Oh, uh, when you get in God's will, you can pray like that. You can trust like that again. God will give you a unique ability. It was unique for Paul. So yours won't look like Paul's, but it will be unique to what God has crafted out for you. And that's my prayer for you, that God will give you what's uniquely crafted out for you so that you can be who God has called you to be and so that you can do what God has called you to do. And so now Paul is operating in his gift and he is going around and he's healing people. Uh, they are being... They are being healed from sickness. They are being healed from disease and evil spirits were being cast out uh, from them. Evil is real, y'all, but uh, there is no name greater uh, than the name of Jesus. And so now Paul is winning now because he is being who God has called him to be. And now people are starting to know about this man named Paul. And so there was a group of Jews that were traveling around. Um, they would, We would refer to them today as exorcists, as, right? Uh, exorcism is real. It's been going on for a long time. So these exorcists were calling, going around. Um, they were the, they were the they were the sons of a Jewish priest, the seven uh, sons of, of of Seba, and they had heard about uh, what Paul was doing. And one of the things that they tried to do, uh, they tried to they tried to pose. That's right. They tried to be an imposter. They tried to do what Paul was doing. And I want to remind you. First and foremost, if I got to give you a point, I think I got a couple of them. Just that we're gonna be right out of here. My first point is a simple one. Uh, um, be careful when we attempt to do something that God has not ordained us to do. I can say it even clearer than that. We become imposters when we attempt to do something that God has not ordained us to do. That's point number one. We become imposters when we attempt to do something that God has not ordained us to do. Uh, these individuals were watching Paul, and they were watching Paul uh, with the wrong motive. They were watching Paul uh, with the wrong motive. Let me run that one back. They were watching Paul with the wrong motive. There are so many people in the body of Christ that we want to do some things, but you always got to ask yourself, what's my motive? If God gives me a unique touch, if God gives me a unique ability, what's my motive? Can I ask you a question this morning, and I want you to type it in the comments. For whatever you're praying for God to do right now, what's your motive? Why do you want God to uh, give it to you? Why do you want God to bless you in that way? Why do you want God to, 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 to fix it for you? What's your motive? What's your real motive? Why do you want that seven-figure uh, bank account? What's your motive? Why do you really want to be in a relationship? What's your motive? Why do you really want uh, whatever it is that you want? And I'm not saying that anything that you want is bad, but what I'm saying is that to make sure that you're not being an imposter, to make sure you're not being a poser. You can't want it just because somebody else has it. You can't want it just because somebody else is being blessed by it. You can't want it because they talking about Paul and now you want them to talk about you. I want you to, I want you to ask you to ask yourself that question. What's my motive for whatever it is that I'm praying for? And if your motive 
motive is pure, if your motive is right, then God will bless you in an amazing way. I believe that if your motive is pure, if it's in alignment with his will, God will bless you in an amazing way. But I challenge you to articulate your motive. What's your why in this season? Why do you want to be promoted? Why do you want this? Why do you want that? What's your motive in this season so that you can look at it in the light and make sure that you don't want it just because your neighbor got it? And I want to talk to you and tell you because that's something that happens when your motive is not right. Well, when we trip to do something that we're not ordained to do and our motive is not right, we're going to be some consequences and the repercussions here. We see in the text first, the individual, that first problem that we see these poses had is that they were trying to do something that they were not ordained to do. And I want to remind you that I've been ordained to do something. You have been ordained to do something, but I get in trouble when I start trying to operate in your gift and you get in trouble when you start to operate in mine. When I start trying to be a poser and do what you do and you start to be a poser and do what I do, there's problems. And that's what these seven sons of Siva didn't really recognize at first. So they go on a little bit further and they teach us something. Watch this. So not only um, do they pose, if you will, because they see Paul, whatever Paul is doing is working uh, because these exorcists, they made money, y'all. I told you that their motives were not right. They made money off of uh, these uh, doing these exorcisms. And believe it or not, um, it's suggested that in some cases they were successful. In some cases, they were able to cast out demons because demons recognize demons like game recognize game. And so they were successful in some circles. And it was big busy doing big business doing exorcism. As a matter of fact, that's why sometimes they would get mad at the apostles because the apostles was doing this stuff for free. And these exorcists was getting mad. So watch this. So they said, well, we this is big business. And, and Paul is able to do it at a level we ain't never seen it before. So we going to pose. We going to call on. We going to say, we going to say, listen, demon, um, in, 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 in the name of that Jesus that, that, that Paul uh, talks about, uh, come out. And so they took the name of Jesus and they tried to mix it into their little spiritual incantation. And the first thing that I got out of that was this, this which I guess would be my second point. This simple one, y'all, verse 13, Acts 19, verse 13, somebody type in oil and water don't mix. Mm -mm. Oil and water don't mix. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Oil and water don't mix. What do I mean about that? Uh, these these seven sons of Siva, uh, they were trying to mix uh, what was holy with what was impure. They were trying to mix the name of Jesus. They were trying to mix mix, uh, mix the power of the Holy Ghost that was operating within with, within Paul with their with their religiosity or with their um, spiritual um, with their witchcraft, if you will. They were trying to mix it together into in order to to do something. And while we can poke fun and we can laugh at the seven sons of Siva, we got to ask ourselves a question: How many times? that we try to mix what is holy, what is what God has declared in his world, in his word, with what the world has declared will work. Let me say that real slowly. How many times do we take what God has said in his word and mix that with what the world is saying in order to fix our situations. I want to tell you right now, oil and water don't mix. If you either going to be with the Lord or you ain't. If you either going to trust the Lord or you ain't. Or you're going to do it God's way or you ain't. It's really that simple, y'all. What we saw here was them trying to do what the people of God do today. And listen, I don't want to make you feel bad. I get it because we're struggling sometimes. And sometimes you just want the pain to go away. Sometimes you'll mix prayer uh, with 
pivotal of prescription medicine that wasn't uh, described for you. Sometimes you'll mix prayer with a drink uh, just to calm your nerves. Sometimes you'll mix prayer with a smoke that make you feel better. Who's street them I'm talking on? Sometimes you'll mix prayer with your vice just because you are just trying to relax your mind. Listen, I don't get it, but all I'm trying to tell you is that oil and water don't mix. I don't care how much it makes you feel better in the flesh. Your spirit is grieved when you mix unholy things with things that are of the Lord. All of us have been guilty of that when we're trying to make the pain go away. All of us have been guilty of that when we're trying to get over this situation. God, we've prayed for it to get better, but since it hadn't gotten better fast enough, I'm going to mix in a little bit of my own solution. Uh, God, I prayed for it to turn around. I prayed for the bully to stop bullying, but since it hadn't gotten better, I'm going to do a little bit of it my way. And I'm not suggesting that action is wrong. All I'm just trying to tell you is that whatever action you take, make sure it's a holy action. You got to be careful and stop stop mixing in worldly ways. Stop mixing in demonic ways. Stop doing certain, certain, stuff, certain stuff in your house, uh, trying to cast out spirits and things of that nature when it doesn't align with what God has said in his word. I'm talking to somebody today because God simply wants you to be reminded that oil and water don't mix. And when you try to mix stuff that's holy with stuff that's not holy, you're being an imposter. And so let's go a little bit further. So we see so far they attempted to do something they were they, they were not ordained to do. We discovered that oil and water don't mix, but we also discovered something else. They had no right relationship with God. It's right there in the text. One of the things the text tells us in around verse um, uh, 13 through uh, uh, 15, um, they, they, they didn't, they, when they talked about Jesus, they used strange language. I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, right? I command you in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches. Demon, come out, not because we know Jesus, but come out because Paul knows Jesus. And I want to remind you, uh, there, there is danger when we don't have a right relationship with God. When we don't have a right relationship with God, Paul will testify that you will go down the wrong road, the wrong way, and spend a lot of time doing everything that you should not be doing. Is there anybody that can say, yeah, Paul, I know what you're talking about, because I'm going to spend some time on the wrong road, going the wrong way, doing things I had no business doing. And so I want to remind you that when you don't have a right relationship with God, you run the risk of being an imposter. You run the risk of being a poser. And these individuals did not know Jesus. They didn't have a right relationship with God. You have a right relationship with God one way and one way alone. Jesus declares, I am the way, the truth, and the the light. No man can come to the Father except by me. Listen, we love people from a variety of different religions. We love people that don't have a religion at all. But if they ever ask you the question, how can I get there? How can I have a relationship? You got to be unashamedly about the fact that Jesus is the way. I wish I had some people that don't mind saying that Jesus is the way. I wish I had some people saying, listen, I love you and I respect you and I understand, but my understanding of the word of God that Jesus is the way. And these individuals didn't not have a right relationship. They had a way, but they did not know the way. And I want to encourage you to ask yourself the connection. What is your relationship like with God right now? Is it right? Or do you come to church based on the Jesus that your pastor knows? Or do you come to church based on the Jesus that your grandma knows? Or do you come to church because your granddaddy was a pastor? Do you come to church because your grandma was a prophetess? Do you try to base your whole life on the fact that the other people around you knew him, but deep down in 
in your heart, you don't know him for yourself. Deep down in your heart, you have not fully surrendered all. Deep down in your heart, you have not given yourself away. Deep down in your heart, you have not laid out on your face and said, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, oh Lord, I need a savior. It's me, oh Lord, I need a deliverer. It's me, oh Lord, I need a healer. I need some people right now. Matter of fact, can I get 100% participation from everybody to make a confession of faith that for God I live, for God I die. Make a confession of faith that Jesus, you are the way. Can anybody type that in? Jesus, you are the way. Matter of fact, be more specific than that. Say, Jesus, you are the only way. I need you to confess that because when we confess that daily, we are assured daily that we are saved. We are assured daily that we are set free. Jesus, you are the only way. I won't lean on my vice anymore. Jesus, you are the only way. I won't leave on my stronghold anymore. Jesus, uh, you are the only way. I won't leave on my sneaky link anymore. Jesus, you are the only way. I'm going to put this, I'm going to delete the side piece number. Jesus, you are the only way. I'm going to go ahead and tell my supplier he ain't got to drop off my stash no more. Jesus, you are the only way. I wish I had some people that don't mind confessing. Jesus, you are the only way, my sisters and my brothers, for the believer. Anytime we go and find another way, guess Guess what we're doing? We're being an imposter. Guess what we're doing? We're being an impo opposer. And so certainly last but not least, I want to remind you uh, the points that we had today were simple. I said this, uh, that we, we have to be careful about attempting to do something God has not ordained us to do. I reminded you that oil and water don't mix. I reminded you that they had no right relationship with God. And, uh, and I want to tell you this one, they took a beating simply because they were not true to who they really were. Did y'all hear me? They took a beating simply because they were not true to who they really were. So watch this is a quite funny uh, passage of scripture. It is funny and sad at the same time. So after they looked at this man that's possessed with the demon and they said in the name of uh, that of Jesus that Paul, Paul knows uh, and mixed that with their cantation, they told the demon to come out. The demon looked at him and he said, he said, well, Jesus, I know. <laughs> and Paul, I know. <laughs> but who are you? <laughs> and, and the Bible said a man it was filled with this evil spirit jumped up and gave them seven men a beating of a lifetime. Beat them so bad that he beat them out of their clothes. Beat them so bad that they fled the house naked and battered. And I want to talk to somebody and tell you how much I laughed about this when I first read it. But then I had to stop laughing. And I said, oh my goodness, I can't laugh anymore because now I'm a little bit convicted because I've started to think about my own life when I started to take beat downs because I was simply posing when I took some beat downs because I was not being who I was called to be when other people was doing it that way and it worked for them and I tried to do it that way and it was a train wreck for me who can say that they know what I'm talking about because you taking a beat down when you were doing it they, it's not going to work for you sis it's not going to work for you bro because we are different we are set aside we are chosen and I want to remind you that these imposters here teach us a lesson about when you are posing it teaches us a lesson about when you are being an imposter when you are doing any anything outside of what's true and what's real, you run the risk of catching a beat down. You run, the, <laughs> you, run the, you run the risk of running out the house naked and bruised. And I want to tell you something right now. If you're that person, it's okay because we've all been that person. Somebody say, I've been that person. Shout out to anybody that got beat down by life and you had to run out naked and bruised. Listen, because we want to let people know that we real. We ain't come to make you feel bad. We came to heal you and to deliver you. But there is some good news. There is some hope. I want to remind you that you don't have to be a 
opposer anymore. You don't have to be an imposter. God told us through his word that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. God says that we are obedient and we allow him to order our steps. He will show us where to go if we are obedient. Those seven sons of um, Siva, all they had to do is uh, surrender all into the Lord. All they had to do was give up their incantations. All they had to do is say, Lord, I want to work for you now. I'm giving up my witchcraft. And actually, that's what happened. It didn't happen for them in the text, but it happened to the community. The whole community saw these imposers being exposed. Can I talk to somebody? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, under the power of the Holy Spirit, if you don't start being who God has called you to be, at some point, you will be exposed. If you don't do what God has called you to do, at some point, you will be exposed. And so now, these individuals have been exposed, but something happened here. God used this exposure for his good. The people there that were relying on witchcraft, and they were relying on exorcists, they took all of their incantations, all of these books that were valued between $1 million and $5 million. They took it all and burned it. If you want to know what full surrender looks like, it's like when you realize that you're in an enterprise that is ungodly and you give it up. You realize when you realize that you're doing something that's hurting people and you let it go, no matter how much money you were making from it, no matter how much fame you were making from it, no matter how many awards they gave you for it, you say, no, this is not in God's will. I'm going to let it go. And so my challenge for you today is to ask you a question. Well, matter, matter of fact, it's more of a statement for you to be exactly who God has called you to be, for you to stop walking around as an imposer, for you to stop rocking around as an imposter. There are some things that you may have to let go. There are some things that you may have to release. And you had to say, God, I'm going to surrender it to you. And I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to turn my whole life over to you. And that's my challenge today for you as we get a little bit closer to the 40th day to examine yourself, to look at your life and say, what are some characteristics? What are some behaviors? Where are some worldly things that I've mixed in into the holiness of God? Where are some worldly things that I've mixed into my belief system? We act as if sometimes that God is not um, rather straightforward about his position on sin. We act like God is uh, not rather straightforward about his position on worry. We act like God is not rather straightforward on his position on Jesus. And so we have to look at our life and ask ourselves, what are some areas that we have been compromising? Because every time we compromise, we run the risk of oil and water trying to mix. Every time we compromise, we run the risk of becoming a poser. And God is saying, I didn't call you to be a poser. I've called you to be great. I've called you to be unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I want to touch you. I want to set you free. I want to deliver you. I want to use you. But there are some things that you need to come burn at, at the fire pit, just like these individuals did. And so in our prayer today, it's a simple one. What are some things that you need to burn to the bonfire? You see at Ephesus, when they realized there was some stuff in their life that, 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 was, that was causing them not to be who God had called them to be, they brought it to a bonfire. It's right there in Acts, the 19th chapter, verse 19. And I need you to take come, come right now. Uh, the fire is hot right now, y'all. I need you to bring some stuff to the bonfire. What are y'all bringing to the bonfire? We're going to burn some stuff right now. God said just to, that y'all can burn it right now in the spirit. What are some stuff that you bring into the bonfire? Is it an addiction of some sort? Is it a stronghold of some sort? You know exactly what it is. You don't have to type it out unless you feel like it because there's no shame here, but bring it to the bonfire because we're going to pray just like these individuals pray that God will destroy it, that God will delete it, that God will remove it so that we can be who God has called us to be. Bring it in right now. It's prayer time. Anything, everything, stuff going on in your family. What's going on with your family right now that, that you need to bring to the bonfire? What is, what's going on in your, in your mind right now that you
you need to bring to this bonfire. For those that are coming in late, we're in Acts 19 chapter when they discovered there was some stuff in their life that was outside of God's will. They brought it to this bonfire and we bringing some stuff to the bonfire right now. I need every person that's listening right now to acknowledge, don't look at what, what your neighbor bringing to the fire. That's why you can't be healed. I ain't looking at what you bring I'm looking at what I'm bringing. There's some stuff in me that I need to bring to this bonfire and we're going to bring it to this bonfire and we're going to pray that God will move. Y'all, y'all ready to pray? I'm ready to pray. I believe that God is about to just, just burn some stuff up. Oh, somebody said there's a thorn in their side that they want to bring uh, to the bonfire. Somebody said that there was a mental health situation they want to bring to the bonfire. Somebody said that there was an issue in their body that they want to bring to the bonfire. Somebody is hurting real bad because they're missing a loved one and I, and they want to bring the pain of it um, to the bonfire so that they can have peace beyond their understanding. All of these comments are coming in. What do you want to bring to the bonfire right now as we pray? Let's pray, y'all. Y'all praying with me because there are some people that are bringing some stuff to this fire so that they can be who God has called them to be. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We thank you today. We thank you for this opportunity, God, to be in this space. God, you told us right now to look at anything in our life that is uh, causing us not to be what you called us to be. And God, we have come spiritually, God, to, 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 to be healed from that. We've come spiritually to be delivered from that. God, we're bringing this to a, a virtual bonfire that on this day in time, uh, that our life will never be the same on this day in time that you uh, will deliver us from this stuff on this day in time that you will remove uh, this stuff. God, there's so much stuff that needs to be removed from all of us. God, we don't even uh, know where some of it came from. And sometimes we do know where it came from, but nevertheless, God, we are bringing it here, God, and we're asking you uh, to remove it from us. We, our God, we're asking for your power. We're asking for your spirit to move in the life of our families, move in our mental and our mind, move in our thought process, move in our hearts, God, move in our actions, God, move in our beings, God, remove us, God, deliverance, God. I speak deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing right now in the name of Jesus, because why, God, you still that God of miracle signs and wonders. You have a unique call on every person's life that is here, God, but there's some stuff that they've been holding on to. There's some stuff that's still stuck to him, God. We pray right now that you cast it out. We pray right now, Father God, that you give us authority uh, to, 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 to be healed, God. I pray right now that you will allow something that is being prayed, Father God, to be prayed in such a way that somebody gets better, to be prayed in, some, in such a way that somebody's marriage gets better, that their mind gets better. I pray for that single sister and that single brother right now in the name of Jesus and everything that they're going through. I pray for our seniors right now and everything that they're going through. God, I pray for the children in school and I pray for our young adults. I pray for the church of Jesus Christ across the land, God, Father God, that we will be that you've called us to be, and we'll stop being fake, we'll stop being phony, we'll be the light that you've called us to be. Thank you, God. I feel you moving some stuff. I feel you delivering some stuff. Somebody's tongue is going to get better. Somebody's going to learn how to talk to their wife in a better way. Somebody's going to learn to talk to their husband in a better way. Somebody's going to learn to walk in spiritual authority. I pray today that somebody will be healed. I pray for unity amongst the believers. I pray for everything that you will have for us. Thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. We, we throw it in the fire right now in the name of Jesus. We cast it out, Father God, and we give you glory because somebody just got better. Thank you, God. We celebrate right where we are. We're sending up hearts, God. We're sending up lights. We're clapping. We're celebrating because we have expectation that it's getting better for somebody right now because the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Have your way, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we love you. We praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you for moving on the streaming uh, networks. Uh, uh, thank you for moving 
moving on all the various platforms. God, there's healing. There's deliverance in this place. God, we love you. We praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray together. Amen. Amen. And amen. Listen, love y'all. Hallelujah. God bless you. Listen, go forth and have a great rest of the day. Uh, look forward to seeing uh, many of you at Bible study tonight at 7 p.m. We're back tomorrow. Same bat time. Same bat channel. God bless and go in peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Walt podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.